1: What do the most successful growing businesses have in common? They're working together in Slack. Slack is where work happens with all your people, data and information in one AI powered place. Grow your business in Slack. Visit slack.com to get started.
0: I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.
2: You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting Network.
3: Back on Beaston's primetime action. My chair is higher than it was in previous segments, and I feel like it'll fall at any moment. It's Gil Alexander, Wes Reynolds here. In <laughs> for Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It's only a matter of time.
4: Kelly. Only the best here at only only the, the best. That did
2: happen to me, by the way, once on the air uh, where my chair started going down, and I'm having to, like, lean into the mic, you know, <laughs> like that. But uh, meanwhile, I feel like you're, like, 10 feet tall, and I'm like, three feet tall I'm, with my I'm, low chair.
3: I'm trying to, like, not exert weight on the fo- on the uh, chair because it's a fall. <laughs> Why don't we throw it to Kelly for scores, and maybe something will go down over here.
4: Yeah, sure. Let's, uh, let's hit the NBA here. We've got the Kings and Hornets. Hornets up by three with five minutes left in this game. It is 113 to 110. Charlotte live line, if you wanted to get in. Hornets four-and-a-half point live favorite. 250 and a half is the live total. Uh, the Pacers up on the Mavericks, 92 to 89 nine five and a half minutes left in that game Pacers one and a half point live favorite Two twelve and a half and a half the live total uh, Hawks up on the nets 63 58 10 minutes left in the third Atlanta three and a half point live favorite 216 your live total. Raptors lead the Knicks, 59-57. New York, good job getting back into that game. Five minutes remaining in the third quarter. Raptors, five and a half point live. Favorite one eighty-eight and a half. Your live total. Lakers up on the Thunder, fifty-seven to forty-five, three minutes left in the second quarter. The Rockets up on the Bucks. 56 to 49. That game has 145 before halftime. The Bucks still a three and a half point live favorite. That might be an interesting live spot to jump in. Cavaliers all over the Timberwolves. I like seeing that. 57 37. Three and a half minutes left in the second quarter. Cavs 14 and a half point live favorite. 219 and a half the live total. Pistons up on the Pelicans, fifty-three to fifty-two. One minute remaining before halftime, and then just a quick few hockey scores. Penguins all over the Capitals, three to nothing. Sixteen minutes remaining in the game. Rangers up on the Sabers, two to nothing. Fifteen minutes left in that one, and the Predators lead the Devils two to one. Minute and a half left in the second period. Ladies and gentlemen, this man uh, earlier in the week on
3: a numbers game made the outlandish claim that. Uh, His father used to claim to uh, invent the question mark. Also, that Davis Mills is better than Kenny Pickett. It's Peter Futek. How
5: you doing, Pete? I don't know about that, but I said, I do love Davis Mills. By the way, let me expose a little something here before. You know, he sounds all nice and everything, but... Gil Alexander, when his chair has moved even a smidge <laughs> off air before this all started, he referred to himself in the third person. Who moved Gil's chair? Who moved Gil's chair? And then he got it back for this. So we are not seeing a, the real Gil Alexander. That right is now. a to a, be a P,
2: Goulai, There's going to be all. a PA here that Gil sends to the gulag momentarily.
3: Big gulag. Yeah. Uh, I think you have me mixed up with Ron Flatter right <laughs> <laughs> I just want to point that out. Actually,
5: the, the scary part is I'm sure you've worked with these people too. I know people who have done that. Oh, really? I... If you move. If you move a chair even a little bit or something, it just all of a sudden heads roll. It's over.
3: My first experience as an intern was at the CBS affiliate in DC back when like local news was a big deal, like the Ron Burgundy yeah. kind of era. Not quite, but it a little after been. that. And I, I it was like, one day, I was like, oh my god, these people think <laughs> these people think they're kings of the world, and they would scream at people like, get me a chair, that kind of thing. Very, very, very scary at that age. You go
5: uh, or get the lighting wrong a little bit wrong. Absolutely. That's All right.
3: That that's <laughs> my wrong side.
5: The beautiful people.
3: All right. Um, I don't know where to start, but let's start, with the, let's start with the national semis, and then we'll work our way back to bowl season and Army-Navy this week. Let's start with the national semis. So uh, the numbers are out. It is New Year's Eve. First, it will be... Alabama and Cincinnati. Alabama 13 and a half point favorites in the first of the two national semis. Where do you come down on this one? Total.
5: Well, as you guys. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. Total is. As you guys talked about earlier in the the week, the the problem with this is you know where I stand as a group of five, anti group of five light, power five snob. Uh, But all that stuff kind of goes out the window now because. All the theories and philosophies and all that about does a Cincinnati deserve to be here with its schedule? Well, that all goes out the window because in a one game shot, yeah, they got a starting 22. They got an NFL quarterback in Desmond Rare. They got an NFL secondary. They've got enough guys there. And I'm old enough to remember, you know, first in 97 with three points on the board against Auburn for that Alabama team. And struggles against lsu and arkansas and florida and a loss to texas i i i i'm not going to pick against alabama but i it is we're talking a few weeks out i kind of like cincinnati to keep it a really little bit closer than maybe the big number
2: and Pete, let's go to the other semifinal, by the way, and we did have some news today is Dan Lanning appears like he is going to be the new head coach at the University of Oregon. That, by the way, the defensive coordinator of that top ranked Georgia Bulldog defense that it has been all season, Georgia up to about seven and a half against Michigan There's some eight in the market at what as well, including, at, I believe at draft games, draft games, by the way, still seven and a half. But look. Michigan's getting a fair share of respect because of, of what they did against Ohio state. They didn't let down in the big 10 championship game. Absolutely ran through Iowa, but do you almost think like Georgia, even though they're over a touchdown and a hook favorite, do you almost feel like they're the disrespected team in that matchup as little sense as that seems to make
5: in a big way. And I've loved Michigan all year long. I've, I was on them from the start and now I'm going to completely abandon ship. Uh, Again, with the caveat that we're a few weeks out, I kind of think that Georgia's kind of the sneaky play all the way around in this playoff and that they are that good. That defense is that good. The the conference championship was a different animal because when you have that high level of talent on both sides, that extra little juice that Alabama had to have, the nobody believes in us thing, that they have to have this to get into the playoff, the desperation factor. Georgia already being in, not saying that Georgia didn't want to win that, uh, but it just seemed like Alabama just had a, a little bit sharper uh, edge there, at least mentally, and sure, they sure played like that. I now think Georgia gets it back. I think this the lines are going to be just that good. I like Michigan. I like Georgia a lot more, and again, don't hold me to this, but I kind of think Cincinnati has a better shot against Alabama than Michigan does against Georgia. I am going all in on Georgia. Wow! might just win this, but win the national championship.
3: Hey, Futak coming off a uh, outright call on Alabama last week. Give him that. Give him that. Uh, let's go to tomorrow. Army-Navy, standalone. Only game in college football. <laughs> There's a moan. There you go. There's Pete's opinion on it. 34 <laughs> and a half.
2: So, not the
5: game, but the total. Not the game. I'm not disrespecting yeah. the troops. I'm not disrespecting the troops. He's police. not besmirching yeah, our, our
2: fine uh, yeah, yeah, servicemen.
5: Hmm. No, no, no. I will not be that person, but no.
3: Thirty-four and a half. Oh, so, that, So that this total used to be an under fest. Now it is uh, not nearly as fun at 34 and a half. So the whole conflation with the uh, total and the spread. Army's a seven-point favorite. It was seven and a half most of the week, but it's seven now. So you're talking about, what, like a 21 to 14 kind of game if you uh, put those two things together. And so normally when a, when a total's this low and a spread's this big, the default is to kind of go with the underdog right it just makes sense mathematically but let me just say anecdotally i had felica on yesterday chris felica he loves army laying the points i had rufus peabody on professional better this morning he likes army laying the points what do you think about this
5: here's the problem and you know how i roll on uh, the, the low unders on this in that anytime you the world hands you a under or a total this low just go over A lot of weird things have to happen for it to be that bad a game. Just like if the world hands you a a total of 75 or higher, you go under because it takes way too much to get there. But this, when you have the service academies, it defies logic and reason. Look at the Air Force Army game that we talked about several weeks ago where the the under was insane to go on that total and they went to overtime and they still did it. They still went under on just an insanely low total and it still makes sense because one the reason why it goes under is both these teams have a running clock nobody throws so the you have the time of possession battle goes quickly so uh there maybe only have a few possessions compared to most normal college games i I kind of like navy just because like you said it's going to be a low scoring game it's one of those weird rivalry things that all weird things happen in this sort of thing and the other factor that gets lost here that army played a far worse schedule they had a couple of big games on there which they lost but maybe over the american athletic conference schedule overall is better than playing the bucknells and umasses of the world that army played so Long-winded way of saying, I'm still going to go under just because you have to. And I'm going to take Navy because it's supposed to be a close game and they're okay.
2: And I'll give this trend, this from our friend Todd Dewey of the Las Vegas Review-Journal covers sports betting for the paper. Not only a 15-0 and streak in this series in terms of an under between Navy and Army, 40 of the last 50. It is 49 and one to the under in this series and 34 and a half. It's like when, whenever I hear like a trend like that, it's like, okay, everybody knows about it. Now it's time to abandon ship and go over, but I'm not playing the over on this game, but I'm with Pete here on taking the points. I took seven in the hook with Navy. This, by the way, is Navy's bowl game here. They're three. They have three yeah. wins. They cannot go to a bowl game. They've played better as the season has progressed. They were right in it with Cincinnati. They were right in it with East Carolina Lost by three, a field goal at the buzzer. Did go ahead and beat Temple on the road. Also got another win on the road late in the season. Army is in a bowl game. They're in the Armed Forces Bowl. They'll get Missouri. By the way, the uh, Army Black Knights already getting some support. That line now up to four.
5: Pete, we got to run. Ooh, I like Missouri.
2: We Later, guys. Wait, 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 just Real quick,
3: in, in one, one team name or less here, your favorite bowl side of the whole bowl season is?
5: For the love of God, the Virginia Cavaliers only giving away one and a half in your Wasabi Fenway Bowl. Absolutely. (laughs) Give me all that against SMU.
3: Thank you, Pete. Appreciate it, man. Pete Futak, everybody. (laughs) few <laughs> tech from College Football News, everybody.
2: New coach, by the way, hired at University of Virginia today. That would be Tony Elliott, mm-hmm. who is the offensive coordinator at Clemson. All of a sudden, uh, Dabo Swinney running out of assistant Got coaches nobody. here. The defensive coordinator, Bretton Venables, now at Oklahoma. So uh, now Dabo going to have to rebuild that Tiger program.
3: Did you see Bronco Mendenhall stepping down? Did you see that coming at all?
2: No, I did not. Yeah. That very much surprised me. But Tony Elliott's going to take over in Charlottesville after this bowl game.
3: It is, the, the cupboard seems to be empty for Dabo, and it's absolutely true. Uh, we'll come back. Wes has some college football ball picks he'll give us. We'll also look at the circle lines, how they shaded those in the millions. It's coming up, in time Action.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall. And
6: I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Games. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
0: terms and conditions apply you are looking live at primetime action with
2: gil alexander and matt brown on VCN, the sports betting network
3: The Veasan Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to be to uh, bet smarter on every Super Bowl. (laughs) What's wrong with me right now? On every college football (laughs) bowl game, for God's sake! Every Super Bowl game, every one of them. Remember Super Bowl Nine, Kelly? Oh, what a game that
2: was! (laughs) Well, we'll have a a Super Bowl edition coming out for this. We will. We'll be
3: included. Thank you for saving me, Wes. Appreciate that. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge whether you're betting on every game playing contest or just want to find a few key high-value props. The guide's going to drop in three days, December 13th, so check it out again at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. We'll only set you back nineteen ninety nine. Well worth the investment you're working on this?
2: I am, and uh, that's going to be, I believe, out Monday. I believe that's the publication date, obviously. Mm-hmm. TBD, as we try to release it as late as we can, because information's going to change, but you've got good trends, good information in there, kind of letting you know which guys have already opted out for these games, which coaches are moving on, so... Uh, Absolutely a, a relatively inexpensive investment for your college bowl handicapping.
3: For sure. For sure. And by the way, great job humans and crew do with every one of these betting guides, whatever the sport, they are uh, spectacular. So that'll be out on Monday. That is the uh, the estimated date. I think they will uh, stick with that. Let's look at uh, we We're going to look at these yesterday, Kelly but we never got a chance to do it the uh, circa million
4: lines do you want to
2: do that now oh yeah we
4: got we got we got to look at them quick and then make a call on our uh, call on our contest oh here. let's do, do that you guys, yeah do you guys
2: have an entry here nice. oh, that's right
4: we got we got a show entry Wes, and you're going to help us out this week you're going to help us out okay we, we the three of us will submit matt gill myself will submit our five picks for the contest and then we, we, we kind of have it, take a segment where we have to debate sometimes. Sometimes it's easy agreements. So you'll see unanimous. All three of us had the Buccaneers and Cardinals uh, this week. And then we had two votes come in on the Bengals and the Browns. Now usually we have the, there's a lot of rules on this show, Wes. I, mm-hmm. We don't have time to go through the full primetime action <laughs> rule book with it you. It
3: really is a thick manual.
4: It's a thick manual. <laughs> yeah. you, you know, con- Contact me on Twitter. I'll send your copy in the mail if anybody's interested in it. It's about yay thick. Uh, but yeah, we, so we've we got two votes this week on the Bengals and the Browns. One vote coming in on the Saints, Seahawks, Broncos, Titans, and the Washington football team. And now how we usually do this is the unanimous votes, uh, they obviously go in. So the Bucks, Cardinals will be two of our plays this week. Two votes usually go in unless someone has an objection. We we can throw the challenge flag on any of them. We, we call it the ram it through if you want to ram through another one of your picks. Um, a veto and a ram it through. veto and a ram it through. That's right. Yeah. I believe it was myself and Matt on the Bengals and you and Matt on the Browns. Mm-hmm. So Matt's not even here this week, and he's got four of his picks that are likely going to get in. How nice for Matt Brown. So we probably shouldn't do the
3: ram throughs without Matt here. Are we yeah. going to establish that as a... Uh... I
4: mean, I, I was thinking about that earlier, Gil, yeah. and I, and yes, that, that would be the nice thing to do, but it would be funny if we...
3: Uh, yeah. you know. let, me just, let me just ask you, can I ask you, before, we, before Wes chimes in yeah, on yeah. which of the one votes he thinks we should put through here, you and Matt love the Bengals here. Um... Explain. Oh, sorry.
4: Love is a strong word. But, it. Uh. You adore it. It, it. it was one of my five, yes.
3: You caress it.
4: Do I have the power? <laughs> did you say I have like the power squirrel. to throw a flag here?
3: Oh, well, we, I don't. Sure.
2: <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I don't have a flag, but a Starbucks is like, napkin. Wes is
3: like, can I redo all five of these? We got no. to add that rule to the rule book. Yeah. No,
2: I'm not going to go. You're unanimous. This is your show. I'm just a guest here. I'm a visitor here, so I wouldn't go against those, but... I am on the 49ers against the Bengals, so I that's do the Starbucks napkin flag uh, here. Uh, I did take the 49ers. I am with you guys on the Browns, so yeah. I don't know what vote my, what vote I have. Well, but I, I, th- th-
4: I think that means that Gil still has to use a veto. I think that's what that would mean. I, yeah, I would have to still push it through, but Wes is
3: like sort of corroborating. what. But I guess what I'm asking is, why of all of them did you end
4: up on the Bengals? Uh, I mean at home i still like I still like them at home this week I think burrow is hopefully, I mean, the, the problem is we just don't know about Burrow's finger. But Joe Mixon's going to be back. I think this illness he will be over. I, I, I just, I think that they're right now. I just don't trust Jimmy Garoppolo. My, my, problem Debo is Debo Samuel's still questionable. Well, that's my thing. Like I if I knew Debo was going to play,
3: I would ram it through. I'd veto and ram it if, through.
4: If I knew Debo was going to play, yep. it wouldn't even be on my list, okay. right? If I knew Joe Burrow was going to be playing and Debo wasn't, I'd be betting heavily on the Bengals this week. So it's, it is one of those tougher games. I will say that. All
3: right, I got three of my. Four in there, Matt's got four or four, you got three or four, so it's you know okay. Here's what we really need you for, Wes. Yeah, okay. pick a fifth. All those five on the side, are we but Wes can go off the grid too, or does he have to pick one of the five?
4: I think he could go off the grid. I think it, you can go off the yeah. grid. Yeah. If, if me and okay. you, I think we'd have to agree to
2: it, yeah, right. Right. Okay. So, uh, just to reassess here, the ones on the left side of the column here on the graphics are going to be in your entry. Yeah. that's Is that right. correct. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Okay. So, my Starbucks napkin flag was not able to uh, oversee the Bengals. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah well, yeah.
3: I I appreciated it because you that was my sentiment as well. But not having Debo, I just can't. Mm-hmm. I can't exert. I only
4: have two of these for a year. Mm-hmm. So I have to pick and choose when oh, I okay. use. Okay. Right. Yeah.
2: Okay. So it's like the save on American Idol. Or yeah. That's right. it's,
4: or it's like if it's, it's like it, there was a turnover and you threw a challenge flag. They're going to review it anyways.
2: Okay. Okay, so uh, for the fifth, man, boy, we got some slim pickings here actually because I don't love a ton this week. But uh, just kind of looking up and down at those five, no thank you on the Saints, no thank you on Seattle. I just can't lay eight and a half with a four and eight team. The Titans, still very banged up. It is a divisional game. Just
3: one thing here, Wes, no pressure, but if we lose the quarterly prize by one game and it comes down to the game,
2: you're going to go to Bill and me. say, tell this guy to file for unemployment. It's
3: Wes Reynolds' fault, and you will owe us tons of
2: money. Okay. No pressure. Get, get, your get, get your unemployment claim ready, day. Reynolds. <laughs> But uh, looking at this, and, and God, it's a terrible number because it was eight earlier in the week. Uh, one of the things I would consider here, though, is the Denver Broncos. I just think Detroit is so beat up. And I wonder, you know, you get that win last week. It's like, whew, pressures off of us. And then you see this injury report for the Detroit Lions coming into next week, who already are obviously down on talent. When you are ten and one in the National Football League, you got a lot of holes on that roster. But just seeing what I saw on that Detroit injury report, and Kelly even said, I can't even mention all these guys that are There's out. There's so many. It. Yeah, I, and I'll go real quickly. Uh, Reeves Maven, the linebacker, out. Okora, the defensive end, out. DeAndre Swift, running back, out. DB Tracy Walker, out. Running back, Jamar. DeWon Williams out and uh, also center Evan Brown is going to be out TJ Hawkinson the tight end is going to be doubtful three starters questionable Austin Bryant Michael Brockers Matt Nelson Denver meanwhile is getting a little bit healthier especially on the defense and on the offensive line so uh, uh, Denver by the way Bradley Chubb is going to play he was a full practice participant as was Melvin Gordon so gosh I, I hate laying a bad number but of those five options it would be Denver for me.
4: Whose was the Broncos, Kelly? Matt. So it actually works well. That guy got five in? But he's going to get all five in, yeah. Oh I'm actually okay God. with it, but yeah. like... I mean,
3: Washington's my favorite, but okay, Broncos, it is. The Broncos is it. Now here's the flip side, Wes. If we end up winning by one and the Broncos end up being a victory, <laughs> we owe you yeah, at well, least he's something. He's got to get yeah. a chunk of it. Absolutely. He's got to get a
2: piece. Free, free uh, hot dog from the hot dog cart here. We'll get
3: zone. you more than a hot dog. <laughs> Get somewhere <laughs> north of a hot dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. North of a hot dog. That's we can't promise anything more than that. Right. it just be two hot dogs. No, but definitely north of a hot dog. All right, Broncos it is. Settled. I don't think there's any further debate. I think we're good. By the way, you and Parlay, Jeff Parlay, have your own. Mm-hmm. You guys already submitted. Would you like to share what your five were? Yeah,
2: we haven't submitted the Circa. We submitted another contest here in town where we use the Vikings. And then and then we have Byers and, and I get on Parlay. It's like, why didn't we just put Minnesota in both? I mean, because yeah. we left a point on the table. But what we are looking at here is we are on the 49ers. We are on the Browns with you guys. That was one we immediately agreed yeah. on. And then uh, we are also going to play, I believe, Denver which we did use in another contest here in town and it's looking like Atlanta is going to be going in for us. Mm. Uh, This was one I think he was a little higher on than I was, but I wasn't against it. So we're trying to determine that fifth. And, you know, that's one of those things where, like, if we're really opposite on something, we don't use it. Because, like, he likes Arizona, like you guys, and I like the Rams. So we are not ending up going to use that. But uh, we're still searching for a fifth, and we've got about a little less than a day to find it. I had
3: trouble coming up with the fifth. Like I No, I did too. I,
2: I sent him, I'm like, I like three games this week.
3: Yeah. I, I was, for me, it was Bucks, Cards, Browns, and Washington were absolutely going to be my four. And I just, my fifth in the end, I was just like, I don't know, Titans.
2: Yeah, because, but like, you've got to go kind of random was, because it it's like yeah. you don't want to use, obviously, the consensus that everybody else uses. I know Chris Anuck always talks about that here on Visa, and so you want to pick a game that probably isn't going to get used much, but then that's tough to predict because then it's like, oh, we thought about this all this time, and we're on, like, three of the five consensus. All right. we have our... Thank you, Wes. We appreciate it, man. You, you saved us the fist fight that was going to happen.
3: So thank you. Come on, Clint Capella. Stop stop the violence movement. (laughs)
2: Self-destruction. You're headed for self-destruction.
3: (laughs) Self-destruction. Yes. Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Wes Reynolds. Genre unspecific. We're coming back. Beast's primetime action. Uh, Wes has his favorite college football bowl picks. I thought Kelly was waving me out. He's just mad at something Clint Capella just did because he's betting. No, that was the
4: reference is way over my head. Oh, I see.
3: He wasn't born yet. So.
4: Coming back.
2: Suck. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VCN, the Sports Betting Network.
3: The Shy town Prediction Challenge presented by Miller Lite is turning Chicago Sundays into paydays this football season. Play for free in this three-part prediction pool series for your shot at up to $9,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Town to get in on the action. It's Miller time. 21 and over only. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Drink responsibly.
4: You read that a lot better than I did. No, you were great, man.
3: Just couldn't get my computer to work, man. I don't know what's going on in here. It's like a vortex in that five-minute period. (laughs) Kelly on the on the job there. What were we supposed to do next? You got me all confused.
4: I I don't don't know. But thirteen rebounds for Clint Capella. Come on, three more. Let's go three more. Three more.
2: Yeah. couple right. final scores, close by the four. way, already on the NBA card. Uh, Charlotte gets a win, 124-123. Mm-hmm. Sacramento did close as uh, two-point favorites, I believe, here at DraftKings. So they opened their three-game road set with a loss down there in Bus City. And also, the uh, don't look out but now. The Indiana Pacers have won three in a row here at home. Three in a row and three covers in a row. 106-93 to 93 over Dallas. Tonight. Don't look now. And here come expression. the blue and gold to uh, <laughs> try to uh, claim the eighth spot in the Eastern Conference.
4: So yeah. one, the one- one late NBA tip tonight 7:10 uh, 10 Pacific 10:10 10, 10 Eastern time Celtics at the Suns uh, I mean, sounds like a great game, but there's a lot of injuries to be wary of if you are planning on uh, betting this. Jalen mm-hmm. Brown out tonight for the Celtics. Josh Richardson as well out for the Celtics tonight. Dennis Schroeder will play. That just came down a little while ago, so he is a go tonight for the Celtics. He's been questionable most of the day. On the Phoenix side, Devin Booker still out with that hamstring injury. DeAndre Ayton will be out tonight. That was announced a couple hours ago. Uh, Frank, Frank Kaminsky still out with that knee injury as well, so they will be a little thin down low. Mm-hmm. Um, th- this is a game, West. I don't know about you, uh, the lines appropriate with all of these injuries. Yeah. If anything, I would lean... Uh, I, I would still lean the Suns' side just with the, – the, they're a little bit of a deeper uh, deeper bench to go to in situations like this with all these injuries. Uh, but, man, it's a game I'm staying away from tonight.
2: Small lean to under for me just because you mentioned without Devin Booker. The the O rating for the Suns, by the way, with Booker on the floor, 114.3. Without him in games, 108.3. And also the pace has dropped a little bit, 100.1 to 98.7. So you saw a little bit of move to the under from the opener about two points uh, simply because of the injuries not only to Brown but of course the Aiden News tonight.
3: Wes have you seen this My Octopus Teacher documentary?
4: I have
2: not. Oh okay.
4: Just curious. Well you yeah. don't need to worry about it because when mine comes out that it's gonna right. be way better. I have had you seen it you would have appreciated the
3: fact that Kelly is going to do a year-long uh, documentary about him and a squirrel.
4: Just follow around just a just squirrel making that. friends with no. it. Yeah, highly recommend. My, Just a couple of nuts. My <laughs> octopus t-shirt, I highly recommend
3: it. All right, I've been looking forward, actually, to this segment more than anything tonight, which is Wes's bowl game bets. 41 bowl games plus the national semis, uh, then the national championship. I'm sure you're going to have 44 games in its entirety, but 41 bowl games prior or I said around the national semis that are currently lined and you have no shortage of nine sides that you've played. And and
2: I have a few more that I'm going to play. Obviously the trick with these bowl games is you got to kind of time the market a little bit. Now sometimes you'll be on a good number and then all of a sudden okay I'm getting like four or five starters opt out and then you're on a bad number and then you got to try to buy out. So that's just how bowl games are. Uh, You know a couple I'm going to add that aren't on that graphic uh, soon but I'll just stick with the graphic here. Uh, New Mexico Bowl, actually our own Stormy Bonantani is going to be on these mm-hmm. sidelines. I believe she's doing three bowl games here in this bowl season. Good for her. And that's the first one down in Albuquerque, UTEP-Fresno State. This is very interesting. UTEP, first time in a bowl game in several years. Dana Dimmel, the uh, former Bill Snyder assistant at Kansas State was the coach at Houston many moons ago. Kind of seemed like, oh man, this is a retread old guy hired down there in El Paso, but he's got them bowl eligible. They got bowl eligible in early early October, so they are going to play Fresno State. They're going to be excited to be in a bowl, and I took 12 and a half. This is, by the way, back up to 11 and a half at DraftKings, even some 12 in the market, because at Fresno State, Kalen DeBoer is going to take the Washington job. So he's taken some of the assistants to UW uh, up there from Fresno State. And then who looks like they're going to retake the Fresno State job is Jeff Tedford, who was the previous coach at Fresno State and then retired, took some time away, now coming back to the Central Valley. But the interesting wrinkle in this game, Jay Kaner, who originally was a quarterback at Washington, transferred to Fresno State with Kalen DeBoer and and put up really big numbers uh, and looks like he made himself at least an NFL draft pick at some point. He put himself in the transfer portal to go follow Kalen DeBoer up to Washington. So that was going to be his second trip to Washington, but apparently there might have been some eligibility issues or something happened, but Jay Caner has a relationship with Def Tedford, so it looks like he's going to stay at Fresno State. It's not confirmed he's going to be the starter. I would assume he would be, but man, that messes with the dynamics of a team's head, I think. It's like, okay, our leader, our starting quarterback, like he was deuces, he was gone, and now he's coming back, you know? So I think that that kind of plays a little havoc there. I think you got a UTEP team's pretty darn motivated, and I took the 12 and a half, and it may reappear assuming Hayner is going to start.
3: All right. Sometime around the second quarter of that game, the Independence Bowl will start in Shreveport, Louisiana. That'll kick off uh, about an hour, 15 minutes later. BYU and UAB, you are taking the points with Alabama. Bears. I
2: am, and look, BYU is the much more talented team I think when you, when you look at these guys, but they're contractually obligated to be in this bowl. They have a deal with ESPN Events, which sponsors and sanctions some of these bowls and owns them, including uh, the Independence Bowl down there in Shreveport. And BYU, even their AD, Tom Holmo, former BYU player, former 49er, mentioned, we feel like we got stopped at the half-yard line here in terms of getting in the New Year's Six because that's what BYU's goal was. By the way, BYU was 5-0 and against the Back 12 this year and you know went 6-1 and against Power Power five teams including a win over Virginia so BYU I think thought that maybe they were gonna get in like one of those like Fiesta Bowl or Sugar Bowl or something like that they got left out so they got to settle for Shreveport no disrespect Shreveport but- BYU uh, 10 and two on the season they're getting a UAB team that went eight and four remember UAB their football program got shut down in 2014 yep. for two years and then Bill Clark uh, reinvigorated it and uh, UAB was actually supposed to be in the bowl game the Gasparilla Bowl against South Carolina that got canceled by COVID so now I think you got a UAB bunch that's excited to be in a bowl they're from Birmingham so that's only a six hour drive from Shreveport so could get some travel uh, issues here in now uh, they they have basically one healthy quarterback because the backup Tyler Johnston, who is a part time starter, put himself in the transfer portal. But I wonder how motivated BYU is going to be to be here. Now last year they played a uh, non Group of Five opponent. They played UCF in the Boca Raton Bowl and absolutely crushed them, forty nine to twenty three. But BYU, who is going to be heading to the Big 12 in a couple years, like, I feel like they get more up for the Power Five teams than they do to group of five teams. So that's why I think UAB can hang around here.
3: You are simpatico with Rufus Peabody, professional better, who I had on a numbers game this morning. He likes Army. Remember, Army plays tomorrow, of course, against Navy, but they're in a bowl game, the Armed Forces Bowl. Uh, against Mizzou, he likes Army as well.
2: Yeah, I do, too, because I just think Missouri, the run defense is not very good. I know you have extra time with bowl prep, but still, you don't see this triple option. Now, Army's prep time is going to be short because, obviously, they have business to handle with Navy to determine who's going to sing second for the alma mater there in that historic Army-Navy game, but I do like Army there in that spot over a very poor Mizzou defense.
3: All right, this line has moved pretty much more than any other one. Yeah,
2: so you're not getting what's designated on the board there. So not, not a play anymore? Uh, probably not. I, I think you got to wait. Now, Nevada, the reason why I bet against Nevada is because I thought perhaps that draft pick, Kalen Strong, that they have at quarterback was not going to play because the line was moving like it was not going to. And, oh, by the way, Nevada, Jay Norvell leaves Nevada yes. to take over the Colorado State job, which seems to be a lateral move. I'm assuming he's getting paid more or else you're not going to make that move. But I just thought, wow, you know, that was the, just kind of a... Uh, a big move here, and it's the Quick Lane Bowl, by the way, in Detroit, so it's Western Michigan. So you would think they're going to have more people in the stands there in Detroit.
3: Iowa State and Clemson. For those who have never seen Iowa State play football, Brees Hall is must see TV. This is very closely lined here. Iowa State, just a one point dog against the Clemson Tigers
2: yeah and uh, I think at some spots you're about to see Iowa State become favorite they are now I think one and a half or one here at DraftKings and really I did that because every single year Gil Matt Campbell is like the linchpin of the coaching carousel yet he's the one staying put when everybody else is moving across the country now you mentioned Brees Hall my hope is that he is going to play in this game and not go ahead and forego the last game of the season in his career there but we talked about Clemson during the break they lose to Tony Elliott now to UVA as the head coach. Brent Venables, the defensive coordinator, taking the job at Oklahoma. Now this the waters get tricky for Dabo because you got all these assistants. Now you got to promote guys that have never been coordinators to go ahead and call plays on offense and defense. So I think Iowa State still, even though this was a disappointing season for Matt Campbell and his guys from Ames. When you get Clemson on the other side, even though they were down this year, that's still Clemson, and I think Iowa State is absolutely going to be motivated for this game against the Tigers at the Cheez-It Bowl.
3: We will continue with the other four after the break. Let's do it. Arkansas-Penn State, I'm curious your thoughts on that. At Penn State, a season that uh, had such high hopes, and then uh, they went to Iowa. Sean Clifford got hurt, and that just went off the rails. Then they had the... Uh, you know, 55 overtime loss against uh, Illinois mm-hmm. after that. Arkansas has had themselves a very solid season, so we'll get uh, his take on Arkansas-Penn State. Also a uh, January 4th game as well. Kansas State-LSU next primetime action.
0: What's up? I'm John Wall.
6: And I'm CJ Toledana, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA six Man of the Year, Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA.
1: mo play
0: Terms and conditions apply.
5: You are looking live at
0: Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on V-CEN, the Sports
5: Betting Network.
3: Back on Primetime Action, Gil, West and Kelly tonight. West in for Matt Brown. The MMA award's about to start, what, 45 minutes from now? On ESPN yeah.
4: Plus? Yep, that's right, ESPN right. Plus.
3: Matt Brown and his buddy Dave Farah, our buddy Dave Farrah, great producing here. that tonight. Great, great.
4: Great hair, Dave. Great hair, <laughs> Farrah. That's right. Yeah. Hey, have you ever seen Dave Farah? You can't like. You know what I'm talking about. Great hair. Pro- professional
3: hosts can't argue. And producer like, yeah. and great hair. We love Dave. All right, four more of West's bowl games to get to. And then we'll recap all of our NFL bets this weekend. I mm-hmm. uh, mentioned the Outback Bowl, Arkansas, Penn State. This is actually one of my favorite matchups in bowl season. Penn State, who I mentioned, it was the sort of the Iowa, Illinois, you know, yes, back to back nine overtime game. I know I said forty-five overtimes earlier, whatever I said, nine overtimes where they lost the Illini, with all the two-point conversion attempts that went went by the wayside. Arkansas, a team that I bet on more times than I'd like to admit this season. I actually like the Razorbacks But you probably
2: cashed a few tickets if you did so. I did you got Arkansas here yeah I do and it's like two two and a half now in the market by the way Brent pride the defensive coordinator from Penn State yet another one moving on he's going to take the job down there in Blacksburg uh, to replace Justin Fuente so uh, Arkansas I just think that maybe they're going to be a little bit more motivated to be here I think rather than Penn State because uh, Sam Pittman took over a program that wasn't really going anywhere under Brett Belieman now he's trying to uh, turn around Illinois but this Arkansas team was competitive against very good teams in the SEC we saw that they uh, they had Alabama tight in a game and that kind of maybe mm-hmm. we thought at least at the time might have exposed some things for uh, the Alabama Crimson Tide but uh, they went ahead and won the SEC then, championship Then the Alabama. Anyway. Then, yeah. then yeah they're still Alabama yeah. is what I always like to say about this team but If you look at Arkansas, this is a team that runs the ball very well. They're 13th best in the country. They're also 9th in passing efficiency. And, uh, look, uh, KJ Jefferson, I think, has done a nice job quarterbacking this team. Sam Pittman, of course, came from the Georgia staff. He was a a line coach. So he has done a really good job there, I think, in Fayetteville. Meanwhile, you look at Penn State. By the way, it was announced Sean Clifford is going to return for his senior season. So expect that Sean Clifford, assuming health, is going to be the quarterback here for Penn State. Penn State's big problem this year is they couldn't run the ball. 118th in the country, 107.6 yards and, you know, they just disappointed a little bit and I think a lot of it was because Penn State's offense, and I mentioned the quarterback, Sean Clifford. This was like, I think, his fourth offensive coordinator in five years, and actually five because they had co-offensive coordinators one year, this being Mike Yursich, who came aboard for uh, Penn State. And the early returns weren't very good because they had a lot of injuries, 382 yards of total offense. Penn State, pretty good scoring defense, seventh in the country, only giving up 17 a game. But I just thought the number was a little high, and I actually didn't get the best of it because four was the opener.
3: All right. So this one now. This is December. Excuse me. Pardon me. January fourth. It's the Texas Bowl. So this is after the national semis, but before the championship game. Kansas State at LSU. And the issue here with LSU is uh, we're not sure who's playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. We, it was not Max Johnson. If it's going to be if it's going to be Nussmeier, he would have to give up a year of yes. eligibility. Yes. And you have radio hosts down in the bayou sort of suggesting maybe you should play this wide receiver at quarterback mm-hmm. in, in John Trey Kirkland. So I don't I don't know how you play LSU here. Yeah. You're, you're on the Wildcats.
2: Yeah, I did take the Wildcats here. I think that they will be motivated to get LSU. Cliff Kleeman, by the way, is a coach at K-State. Of course, you might remember him at North Dakota State, won a couple FCS national titles up there in Fargo. And really with LSU, and I can tie this into a couple other games too. We know Coach O is gone. We know that some of his staff uh, is still on staff or might be looking for jobs. Uh, So Brian Kelly is taking over, and he's going to hire his own guys. And when you have that staff on transition, and there's a couple other games like that. One I wrote up for the betting guide, the Sun Bowl. Like you have Washington State, by the way. Jake Dickert, now the interim tag removed. But he has previous coaches on that Nick Rolovich staff where Nick Rolovich and four assistants got let go because they did not comply with the Washington and state mandate as pertains to the COVID-19 vaccine. So you've got some of Dickert's guys coming in and some holdovers still on the same staff. Dickert's going to change the offense. Meanwhile, at Miami, Mario Cristobal is taking over. It's going to be a defensive line coach. His name escapes me. He's going to be the interim because we know Manny Diaz. You know, they kind of left him kind of flapping in the wind and withering on the vine there down there at the U. And, you know, well, it's like, we're going to keep you unless this guy takes the job. And then it's like, get the hell out. And, you know, you've got this transition with all these teams, and LSU is another team in transition. That's a very good example. So I'll go with the team with continuity.
3: There are six bowl games on December 18th. Wes already had plays on two of them Uh, at the top of your board there, UTEP and UAB. But uh, later that night, the New Orleans Bowl, Marshall and ULLA.
2: Yeah, ULL, by the way, did win the uh, Sun Belt Championship. And uh, Billy Napier and his staff elected to stay and coached the conference championship game. Of course, Billy Napier and a few of his assistants from that ULL staff are now off to University of Florida. And, oh, by the way, coming up this week is National Signing Day, so you got to be out recruiting at Florida because <laughs> that's why they fired Dan Mullen because uh, he wasn't ABC, always be recruiting and he was getting his head <laughs> caved in on the trail by Kirby Smart and Nick Saban and Lane Kiffin and Jimbo Fisher. So they brought in uh, Billy Napier down there at Florida, so it's like, okay, i got to keep the commits that maybe – committed under Coach Mullen and keep as many as I can that I think can help our ball club and then go hit the trail and bring in some new guys. So now Billy Napier is gone. It was a very emotional win for ULL. A lot of hugs all around. And I think the ULL kids understood, hey, Billy Napier, you got to go to Florida. We're not Florida. That's a premier program in the SEC. We understand, Coach. Best of luck to you. It's been an honor to play for you. But now you get Marshall here in the New Orleans Bowl and uh, Marshall disappointing into the season. They got beat 53 321 by Western Kentucky didn't get in that Conference USA championship game but I think that they're probably going to be the more motivated team because I feel like ULL I don't want to say, it sounds a little absurd, but it feels like that Sun Belt championship game was almost like their bowl game. They're goodbye to their coach. They're goodbye to their staff, some of which are going to Florida. So I like Marshall here getting five in the hook.
3: Real quick, Notre Dame last one. Marcus Freeman now with the Fighting mm-hmm. Irish. You like them over OK And State. you
2: can get a better number because we did have an announcement today that uh, Kyron Williams and also Kyle Hamilton, the All-American running back and safety respectively, are going to go into the NFL draft. They are not going to play this game In the uh, in the uh, in the uh, Fiesta Bowl, rather, but also for Oklahoma State, their defensive coordinator Jim Knowles. We know how good the Cowboy defense was this year. He is going to take the job at Ohio State, and. There was a thought that he was going to coach the bowl game. He is not. So he's going to start with the Buckeyes as their D.C. on January 2nd. I still like Notre Dame, though, on a small money line. I think those dudes were so pumped when Marcus Freeman they got were. announced as the coach. You saw the video. And I think that they're going to be out to prove a point here.
3: All right. Let's fire them up. Our NFL picks for week 14, case you missed them earlier, I'll start with mine. Uh, You heard some of these earlier. Browns minus two and a half against the Ravens. Ravens are just so banged up Mm -hmm. here. Browns coming off a bye. I like the Browns here. Buccaneers got them at three against the Bills. Prove me wrong, Buffalo Bills, after that debacle on Monday night. Cardinals Monday night uh, laying the two and a half against the Rams. I am not a Rams believer. Washington catching four against the Dallas team that has Tony Pollard as a game-time decision. I don't think Dak is completely healthy. I like Washington to cover. And then my six-point teaser – not exactly Wongy on the Titans side, but it is on the Seahawks side. Titans, Seahawks.
4: Yeah, well, uh, smaller card for me this week. I've got the Bucks, uh three, Cardinals, two and a half uh, that we're both on. And then Broncos, Seahawks, teaser. I, I do think I'm going to add the Saints, and then I might uh, be adding another teaser here this weekend. But as of right now, only those three bets in my account. That's your smallest of the year, I think. Yeah, yeah, definitely is. Wes.
2: Okay, got? we're sympathetic on the Browns, Ravens all beat up, and I think this is kind of the game where Cleveland's got to stay in the playoff chase. Here is uh, uh, Kelly Bidlin following this Clint Cabella prop. We'll see. We'll have to get, that, re- get that rebound. Clint, one yes. more rebound. Yes, uh, minus 140 on Cleveland. I think that this is where they kind of stay in the chase here. A little bit more healthier in the Browns. 49ers minus 125. Worry about that burrow injury with the pinky here. I think the 49ers rebound from that loss in Seattle. I am a Rams believer, and I'm a Matthew Stafford truther, even though everybody else kind of craps all over the poor guy. He was with some bad teams up there there in Detroit, so don't take those numbers too seriously. Plus three, it would be minus 120 if you want to grab that hook, so I'm taking the Rams Monday night. Bills plus three and a half. This was something I played. This is not something I'm in love with. I worry that this is going to carry over to the next week, but it was just basically getting that hook there, Uh, so I took the Bills. Uh, Two teaser involving the Falcons, Falcons and Rams. I do think the Rams are a decent teaser option because I think they can run the ball in Arizona. So if you get them up to eight and a half and then Falcons and Seahawks, I couldn't lay it with the Seahawks, but if they can't beat the Texans by three, even though they're a four and eight road favorite, then then I give up. So uh, those were my two six point teasers.
3: Kelly needs one rebound from Clay Cabela. I'm good.
4: I think think they corrected finally the stats. 16, baby. So they, PRA hits. So, so they corrected it down and now back? Yes.
2: Kelly was about to call the sass wow, on the phone, man, like one of these people in uh golf telecast when like somebody like moves his ball in the grass.
4: Over on the PRA and 16-plus rebounds for Clint Capella, plus 240. Dude, good for you because oh. I, can,
3: I can tell you right now, he's not getting another rebound.
2: He's
4: yeah, gassed. I don't he is, yeah.
3: He's completely gassed with two <laughs> minutes left, Brooklyn up by five. We've done all we can do. Thank you, Wes. Wes Reynolds, Thank everybody. for having me. Best. In for Matt Brown. Enjoy. The nightcap next from Circa at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Enjoy.